death. Welcome to episode 27 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and you found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. It's late September, and it is still 90 degrees here in the Bay Area, so I'm sweating it out as I put this together. However, I do have something to look forward to. Mrs. Good Stuff's in the kitchen making zucchini bread, or as we call it in our house, chocolate bread on account of the immense amount of chocolate chips used in the making of this delicious and tasty treat. Hope that you all are ready for a great episode. We've been very music-centric the last few weeks, so today I talked to my friend Becca, who explains what it's like to be a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. I've always wondered what it's like to be a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. Finally, I have first-hand experience to tell me what it's all about. And after that, I talked to the author, Liza Dora, who's written three amazing books that really help to create a vast world for our kids and help them understand differences between them and the other people around them in the world. If you like anything that you hear, you can share anything and everything related to the Good Stuff Kid podcast on your various social networks. It would mean a lot if you did so. You can go to www.goodstuffpod.com for any and all Good Stuff related news items and various other things. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoy today's show. It's 4 Plus 1, where I count down the top four songs in my 2013 Toyota Sienna, plus one that I try to get my kids to listen to. Coming in at number four this week is Great Big Sun by Justin Roberts. Oh my gosh, it's a great big sun, it's a great big sun, and you say, oh my gosh, it's a great big sun. At number three, it's a return to Glorious Domination, the entry song to wrestler Bobby Roode. And the only reason why this is on this week's countdown is every Saturday I coach my six-and-a-half-year-old's basketball team, and I say, what song do you want to listen to to get yourself pumped up before the game? This is the one he chooses. Coming in at number two is Grapes by Andrew and Polly. This song's been on the countdown before, but I wanted to put it on again because on Thursday, I'm going to have a great conversation with Andrew and Polly in anticipation of their brand new album. And it was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat some grapes. La, 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 grapes. La, 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 grapes. La, 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 la. So I told him, I said... And number one is a brand new song from Lori Berkner Band from her brand new album, Superheroes, called Tallulah Jones. My kids love this one because they have a great friend named Tallulah and because this song is really, really good. Hello, hello, I am Tallulah Jones. I've got a ten-foot house made of ten-foot stones and I've got music in my bones. What do you do with a mandolin? The plus one this week is a song that I've been listening to since about 1993 when I lived in Buffalo, New York, and I got Toronto radio stations. It's Underwhelmed by the Canadian band Sloan. 
If you've heard Sloan, you know that they are truly and completely the best. She was underwhelmed if that's a word. I know it's not cause I looked it up. That's one of the skills that I learned in my school. Thanks for listening to this week's 4 Plus 1 Countdown. If you liked anything that you've heard, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. Support these artists. I'm here with my old buddy Becca, who I've known since she I don't know, probably was like 17 or so, maybe maybe even 16. But Becca yeah. had an amazing job, and I think that we need to know about it. Hi, Becca. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So this job you had, um, you were a tour. What, do you, what was it called? A tour guide? A skipper. You're a skipper. <laughs> You're a skipper on the Jungle Cruise in Disney World. I was. What? Mm-hmm. How long for eight did, months. For eight months? Did how how long does it take to get trained to be a skipper? Six days. Six days? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to sit in the boat for six days. It doesn't seem like that much work. Tell tell me what it's like. Take me through um, being a skipper. So you have to learn you're you're actually on the boat and off the boat. So there's a total, I wanna say of like 15, 12, 15 positions that you have to know at the Jungle Cruise in addition to your boat. So you have six days and an assessment. So it's a total of seven days. So you're you're there for like a week, and then they're like, have fun. Um, so the first few days you just go, like the first day you go around and you like learn all the like what each position does. And then they take you into the back where we store all of the boats at night. That sounds, by the way, that sounds terrifying, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It's an open area. They just like, you just like reverse them back and then you park the boat and then you're like, good night boat. And then you leave and maintenance comes in and and (laughs) does whatever the boat needs. But, um, so you, you like, you first, you learn how to just drive the boat on like this, like very short track, like a, like, like long length of, of river. And it's like, this is how you put, push it forward. This is how you push it back. This is how you stop it. You have to stop it in a very specific part. So he'll be like, my trainer's name was Shane, and he was he was awesome. Um, and so he would be like, all right, you need to have yourself lined up with this buoy, and you need to keep it there. And you're like, Psh, okay, whatever. But you don't realize because he tells you, you know, you go forward, you go backwards, and you're in neutral. And, there, and you're like, well, how do I know if you're in neutral? And, oh, you'll know. But every boat is different. <laughs> uh, so all, has- all of the Jungle Cruise boats are different? Well, um, all of them have had their throttle replaced at different times. All of them have had more wear and tear. Some people, um, I don't know, it's weird. Some people just treat all of the boats, like you have your favorite boat, and so you'll treat it differently. <laughs> and so, like, neutral, there's neutral in some of the boats is, like, this big because it's all loose. So you're like, I'm in neutral technically, but it should be going somewhere. And it's just, like, everything is broken. <laughs> It's so bad. So you learn how to dock your boat and then 
you sit there with your 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 spiel and your spiel is 10 minutes long it's 10 to 15 minutes depending on how the river is running that day um and so you're like okay well I'm only getting trained for six days. When do I have to know my spiel by? When do I, we call it go live for the first time, which is when you have people in your boat. And you go live on your third day. So by day three, you have to have a general idea of how the, how each scene is and when you should be saying your jokes and like at least one joke per scene. So you have to have like 10 jokes. Well, so let me ask you about the jokes. Did you, is it like a script basically, or did you have to come up with your own jokes? No, you have your operation guide, your operational guide, your OG, and it is 50 pages of jokes. And you can submit jokes if you want. Like if there's a joke that you think is, you know, age appropriate, politically correct enough, you can submit it to them and they'll say like, okay, why not? Everybody says it anyways, or they'll be like, no. But they all have to be time specific. So you're in 1938. Like that's that's you. You're there. So you can't make a reference to anything that is not in that time. So we have a funny uh, a joke that's a Pocahontas joke. And I mean, technically, it's, yes, you could make the Pocahontas joke. But um, they don't like it because it's like not in the right exact time frame and it's like so um so it's you know the rhino scene where okay so um you're like these are my friends i've told them that a rhino can outrun a horse but they didn't believe me um like i think that they'll get the point whatever <laughs> and then at the these are uh-huh Get it? Yeah, and I do. The guy at the bottom, that's my friend Ohantis. It looks like that guy is going to poke Ohantis. And then you spin your wheel and you say, but just around the river bend. And then you transition into what for us is the crocodile scene, um, which we're not allowed to make jokes about anymore because of the incident. We got our crocodiles back. So Ginger and Smiley are back in the, in the, in, you know, on the river, but, um, they're not, <laughs> we can't talk about them or we have to make like a really bad, like Jingle Cruise joke about how he wants a crock pot or something. So bad. But... So do they call this guide like the dad joke handbook? <laughs> These are all I, dad jokes. Oh, it's full <laughs> of them. And I, and it's like, once you start there, you can't stop them from like, like in everyday life, I'll still make such bad jokes. Like I made a like a like a USSR joke at work the other day about like Putin and Stalin and I was like, "Ugh. Oh, it was disgusting. It was terrible. I can't stop." So when you're how much of how much actual driving are you doing? You're completely in control of the motion of. So, um you have a boat and there are two pylons on the boat. One's below the engine and one is is at the front below your feet. And um, then there's like the river and there's an eight-foot trough. And the pylons go in the trough. So that is what bounces you down the river. So a lot of people think it's on a track, which it's not because a track is, def- is basically defined as something that catches your boat and takes it with you, you know. And you can stop it with a button and we call those button pushers. So that's your small world, your pirates, those kind of rides. Um, those are button pushers. 
we're not one of those because we can bump into things. So like if there's a boat that stopped in front of me, I can ram into it. I'll lose my job, but I could do it, you know, and so it's dangerous. Um, your boats will just like die on you. Um, your boats can stall. Your boats go different speeds and are really annoying. And um, we just kind of have this phrase that's just like, run it till it dies. Like, hey, my boat's making a weird noise. Oh, it's fine. And then you're like, hey, my boat's dead. And they're like, oh, we should have listened to her on that one. But next time, next time. Um, Did you ever get heckled? Did, did people try yes. to throw you off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when a heckler is really bad, there's a few things you can do. Um, some of them just really like to finish your jokes. They're like, I've been on this ride 17 times in my day. Like, okay, so you know all of our jokes. So you just change jokes. Because you have 50 pages. You have, like, two pages per show scene plus filler. You, you have... You have jokes. You don't want to use those jokes because they're not necessarily good. But um, so like when you're going around the um, the Nile River, you're uh, you know, um, this is like the longest river in the world. It goes on for Niles and Niles and Niles. If you don't believe me, you're in denial, and some people will finish it for you. So if somebody finishes it before you can say it, you say, "No, we're in Africa. Please pay attention," and that usually just stops them. If they keep doing it, or if they just like are just so uh so annoying, I usually just hand them the microphone. Yeah, thank you. And then they're like, oh, uh, and oh, good. Stop talking. <laughs> um, or you know, there's these ones, and it's like, uh, oh, I got this pygmy welcoming party set up for you. It looks like all your friends showed up, and you look and nobody's there, and you're like, ooh ah, that's so awkward for you. And they usually stop. And that's like the second scene of the ride. But if it keeps going, um, skippers aren't required to spiel at all. Um, and so sometimes I've heard that it get like it can get really bad. And they'll just be like, unfortunately, due to like heckling, I can't continue this cruise. Please talk to my coordinator about getting a re-ride. Um, I'm going to sit down now. And then they'll just sit there. And drive the boat for the rest, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I I always thought when I would go to Disneyland or there's one at Disneyland too, right? Jungle yeah. Cruise. So the Disneyland and Disney World that the the skipper of the uh, of the Jungle Cruise was that was probably the coolest job. So I think it's yeah. a, it's amazing that you did that. It's amazing that it's, I know someone and who can share it with. It's uh, definitely with, uh, something that is ingrained in my brain for the rest of eternity. Good stuff. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, author, artist, Liza Dora. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No, totally. It's, it is my pleasure, uh, truly. So we were we were talking a little bit about you're in Texas, and, and you're a Texas A&M person. I did, I did my research today. Um, so we'll, we'll, save the, uh, the, we'll save the big elephant in the room, Johnny Menzel question, for the very, very end. But uh, in the meantime, tell us, tell us um, you, you've written three books at this point, and tell us a little bit about them. Uh, I wrote my first, uh, wrote and illustrated my first book, Is Lena Pretty, um, a little over a year ago now. Um, it was really just a labor of love. I was going through a kind of a weird time um, with a health crisis, and it coincided with also starting to stay at home with my daughter. 
and one of the biggest things I noticed was people love to compliment girls on the way they look and their appearance, and it's very sweet. Um, and I don't expect people in the grocery store to understand that my daughter's a good artist or that she likes to, you know, play in the sprinkler or any of that, but it just became really apparent we like to compliment our girls on looks versus anything else. And I wanted to write something that kind of said maybe that's not the best idea. Mm. Um, and uh, so that was a year ago. That was a year ago. Um, there's there's two other books, is that right? <laughs> there are. There's two others. Um, the next book was uh, was titled "People Aren't Socks," <laughs> and uh, the tagline for that book is just that uh, looks don't make a family. Love does. Mm-hmm. And so you know your socks may have to match, but your family doesn't have to match. You mm-hmm. all don't have to look alike. So. Oh, excellent. And then and you wrote and illustrated that one too. I did, and also my third book, uh, Lena Likes Lizards, and uh, all the Lenas, my daughter's name's Lena, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not super creative, <laughs> but um, Lena Likes Lizards focuses on gender roles, and uh, just allowing our kids to explore their interests, whatever they are. It doesn't have to be a girl thing or a boy thing, mm-hmm. it can just be a kid thing. Yeah, you, um, you're you empowering, I think, the kids that read the book, either boy or girl, to to. To, to form their identity um, based around their, their like personality traits and interests rather than you know the uh, the visual aesthetic like how people look and and what the um, sort of the norms are and I think that that's a really important uh, a really important piece for our lives and for our kids right we both have I have a two and a half year old too so for our two and a half year old girls like it's really important to know like yes they're they're beautiful and they're and they're pretty and, and everything but they're also like you know, really good at climbing, you know, really smart. And, and I think that, um, to put that in book form is, is really important. And so I would imagine that the hope then for you is that parents read to their daughters, read to their, I mean, cause it's a universal lesson for boys or girls. Um, what kind of feedback have you, have you gotten for, for the books? Oh, the feedback's been amazing. Actually, um, we've seen, I've actually had quite a few, um, kiddos with cancer that have embraced the Is Lena Pretty books, and that is something near and dear to my heart as someone uh, who has suffered with cancer as well, Um, just because it does deal a little with self-esteem, and, uh, you know, when you go through chemotherapy, you lose your hair, um, and you gain weight, and things about your appearance change, Um, but it doesn't change your heart, you know, it doesn't make you, you know, it's tough, it's sad, but it makes you so strong, and so sweet, and so grateful. And so I really enjoyed seeing kids respond to that. Um, and I actually just had uh, a couple of <laughs> really amazing fans of mine on Facebook help me to donate uh, 130 copies of Is Lena Pretty to MD, yeah, the MDA summer camp in Orange County for mm-hmm. muscular dystrophy. Wow. Um, the founder of their camp really enjoyed the book and the message behind the book and uh she asked to include that in the campers bags this year Mm -hmm. um so with some definite help from some amazing people i was able to send books out there so the response has been overwhelming um and with people aren't socks i've had lots of adoptive families foster families step families just blended families uh that feel really strongly about the book. So I've been very lucky to have some advocates out there um, mm-hmm. talking about my book. Yeah, so you, your books come from a place of truth and a, a place of reality, and they are kids' books. 
Um, do you do you have any aspirations to sort of, and maybe aspirations is the wrong word, but to take it in a in a more fantastical direction, or are you really drawn to like the real life narrative and how important that is for kids and families to experience together? Oh. Great question. Um, I'm actually working right now. Um, I'm in the editing phase of my first full-length novel, and that's definitely a little bit more fantastic. Um, it's a little bit more of a sci-fi fantasy. Um, I'm really, you have a big imagination. Uh, my kids have a big imagination. I just like, I really, I really enjoy creating. So that I'm excited about, and it does take things in a little bit more of um, almost a more abstract direction. But with my picture books, I really enjoy finding the beauty in just the ordinary and the everyday. And I think becoming a mom really showed me through my daughter's eyes how wonderful our world is and how many great opportunities there are for just kindness. And that's that's really important to me. That's great. Um, so maybe we'll get to we'll get to what's next in a second. I, I just want to uh, I'm really uh, impressed and I find it very. Um, exciting for you that you're able to go from idea to finished product as the author and the illustrator you put out three books in a year that's pretty unbelievable and I would say like fairly unprecedented actually so what's <laughs> if you were to give me so take one of the books from idea phase to writing phase through the art phase like I'm sure there's drafts upon drafts upon drafts like what's your uh, what's your timeline Oh, <laughs> I really, um, I, I tend to jot ideas all the time, but I can tell you for, um, for my most recent book, for Lena Likes Lizards, um, the concept I had for a while and been kicking it around, um, but the actual writing of the text to illustration to publication was about a month and a half. Whoa. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a worker. You're a worker, that's for sure. <laughs> As soon as I find something, I really do latch on, and I like to go start to finish. And uh, being able to illustrate has been wonderful because uh, uh, part of being a children's book author for most people is handing over your words and hoping that the illustrations, um, you know, really do them justice or at least really just match. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, being able to do both uh, let me put out a very cohesive product, I felt. Well, it all comes from you. You know, the, there there's no chance for uh, miscommunication about how your words are going to be visually represented. Like that's that's right. that's full artistic <laughs> control, as we say. Like that's really amazing. Um, so, who are who are some of your who are some of your influences? Oh gosh, they run the gamut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think when it comes to uh, I, I'm in love. Of, the class, so many classic stories. Um, and for my daughter, it was interesting uh, with her growing up, just working through some of those that she's not quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm like dying for the day that she wants to read Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you know, there are books like The Velveteen Rabbit and Ferdinand the Bull. And I just thought those stories, they're so, I think they capture the essence of childhood. And mm -hmm. I just, I'm a huge fan. And then as we go up and into um, what I'm exploring in my novel, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Hunger Games and Harry Potter, and I'm a Doctor Who person. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Star Wars. I, I think my husband thinks I'm an absolute weirdo, but uh, <laughs> all those things I really love. I just think what creative genius is behind mm -hmm. these stories. So. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, the, uh, that's pretty a uh, pretty wide a pretty wide range. That's that's <laughs> amazing. Um, any more any kids books in the works? Or are you really focused on the uh, the the young adult book that's coming out? Um, it's actually a middle grade. Um, okay. and I think I said it was young adult, but it's an actual middle grade book. Um, and yeah, I'm. It's actually going through the editing process right now. Um, my next children's book should be coming out at the end of September. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so it should be out um pretty soon. I'm still I'm still kicking around the title quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> back and forth, but uh, it should be out in September. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this one. I think it's um. It also it tends to be um, a very inclusion-focused book as well, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's just where I am in my writing right now. So, that's, but it's good, and and you know, like I think it's hugely important for every parent. You know, I I don't know if I would be able to teach my. I mean, I can, right? Like that's my job as a parent to teach inclusion, but to be able right. to frame it around your books is it makes it. Um, it makes it more real and makes it uh, e- interesting and like in a way easier. Like none of this is easy, but it, it, it gives you a framework. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Yes. Thank uh, you. That's, I appreciate that very much. No problem. Um, so how can, how, can, how can we find you? How can we connect with you, <laughs> follow along with you, all those things? Um, I do have a website. It's lizadora.com, just L-I-Z-A-D-O-R-A.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter and on Facebook uh, as Liza Dora Author, um, mm-hmm. and I would love to meet anyone and everyone listening to the podcast. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Awesome. So we'll send some people your way for sure. I also want to uh, shout out to your blog on your website. You write really, really like very interesting and and sort of a wide spectrum of different kinds of blog posts, but that are really fascinating and, and fun to read. So, uh, and, and really show your life in, in sort of a snapshot. It's been really amazing talking to you and wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, as a, you know, as a non-worker bee, you're an inspiration, not just in terms of, of your writing, but your work ethics. So, uh, keep it up. It's really, truly amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Of course, if you need to reach me for anything, if you have suggestions for good stuff that I should hunt down, you can always email goodstuffpod at gmail.com. I want to thank Becca, and I want to thank Liza Dora for sharing with me. And I want to tell you that this Thursday, a very, very special episode with Andrew and Polly in advance of their brand new album that's coming out on Friday of this week. Thanks a lot. Hope everyone has a great week. Talk to you very, 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 very soon. Stuff.